Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley. And I'm Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. How'd I do? You did great. All right. I need some validation. <laughs> and I'm glad that you're doing it because all I can do is sniff glue right now. <laughs> That's all. I, I just decided that- I'm going to edit out every bit of context that helps fill that in. <laughs> and we're just going to go right into the show after that. And, and I'm like, <laughs> I wish that our guest was in person so she could experience this love with it. me. Because- <laughs> I can't smell the glue. Do you want to sniff my coffee? Let me, because coffee clears the palate. Of- it's a very localized glue set. It is a glo- localized glue set. And only Sarah can smell it. I wonder what that means. <laughs> Jenny, please introduce All right, yeah. us today. Awesome. All right. So on today's show, we have the lovely Jane Goodrich. And Jane is creating a really cool software for photographers program. Software as a service, for those who don't know what SAS is. And, That's uh, me. I don't know what that is. Yeah. So it's S-A-A-S, software as a service. Oh. When you hear that, when somebody talks about SAS, that's yes. what it is. That's interesting. Yeah. I learned something new already. Yeah, look at that. Jane is also a photographer, and she's uh, used to be in uh, marketing. Like she has a whole great story, and so she, I'm going to let her share about what she's doing now and how she got there. I'm glad you said she has a great story because it's soon you as you were like, yes, she designed software. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was Sarah falling asleep. Yeah, I actually thought it was sounded really interesting. I know, and you are the tech guy like, oh, who's gluing this... things to the wall while, while we're in the back. Yeah, like all pro tech guys, glue his stuff back to the wall. Yeah, we glue, we glue, we glue. Anyway, so um, Jane, tell us about. Thanks, Jenny and Sarah, for having me. I'm actually glad I'm not in person because glue would give me a headache. <laughs> no. But and I believe you. Um, <laughs> love your podcast. So many fantastic stories, and hopefully mine's not boring, Sarah. Um, I really. Well, your accent already. I'm like, oh, I'll listen to you all day, no matter what you talk about. <laughs> SAS technology, okay. SAS, SAS, SAS. Jenny mentioned I've been a newborn and family photographer for about twelve years, and then during COVID, I had a light bulb idea of creating software that will actually help empower photographers because I feel like they needed, they didn't get the support or anything during COVID. And there's just a huge change that needs to be in the industry and boring software companies, just kidding. They just actually need to actually support their users and photographers. And so we set about making Pixella, which is our software company, a tool for photographers to just build and maintain um, profitable businesses, as well as having a voice of a bigger voice of the photographers in the industry. There are definitely photographers out there that really and some associations and companies, but like from a bigger perspective, we want to get the message out there of photographers. Photography is actually really hard um, to do and very expensive and time consuming. Photography is actually really hard um, to do and very expensive and time consuming. Help educate 
not only just newer photographers, but also the general public as well. So it's actually, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I'm learning a lot and it's worth it every time I, a moment where I'm like, wow, this is hard. I just go back into a Facebook group and just get reignited again and being like, this is why we have to do this. Yeah, that's just my little mantra of, oh, let me, and we're getting, because we launched it, we launched to our paid subscribers in January very small group and we're going to go live. But yesterday, one of the photographers actually raised her prices to what we recommended. And I was just like, okay, small win. And that just going to keep me going through a couple more hard weeks. We've For sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually really great just seeing people being able to have this as a full-time job. She's going to be transitioning to part-time in her current work and then going full-time photography hopefully soon, but like she's making the right steps. So being part of even her journey and hopefully thousands more is actually just keeps me yes motivated. Yeah, sure. I was part of a panel discussion recently where the question was, what do you wish people knew about your industry? And immediately I was like, <laughs> it's a business and you need to know how to price yourself your, accordingly to your value. And you need to understand the industry because it's more than just photography is not just picking up a camera. Like mm -hmm. I maybe it's spend 20 to 40 percent of my time. No, that's way too much. I probably spend 20 percent of my time photographing. Mm -hmm. The rest of the time is all the business and the content and the marketing and the and all of that back office stuff that you don't necessarily want to do. But it I think that we miss the mark when people are like, oh, I think being a photographer would be cool. Like like the language should be around like I'm going to be a business owner and my business is going to be. Yes, because just when you said I'm going to be a photographer, I'm like, but being a photographer doesn't mean you're be running a business. You're right. like a, a photographer right. takes photos. Doesn't mean you're running right, yes. a business or you're doing it for other people. Or so, yeah, I love that. Yeah, uh, I'm business a business owner, owner and my business is that of right. photography. I'm in the business of photography. Yeah, and and. and and then you can niche down from there. And Jane and I talked about this when I did my onboarding call for Pixello and we ended up, I ended up making her miss her next meeting or something because we just kept talking <laughs> for another hour and a half. But but then she's my kindred spirit. Okay. And that's the thing. Like we talked about all the things that we see in these photography groups, right? Like how do I price this or how do I price that? My, the hell I'm going to die on is commercial versus personal use pricing. <laughs> that is the hell I'm going to die on <laughs> because it is, it's one of those concepts that people don't understand. So if you're a, a portrait photographer, you, you do like Jane did new uh, families and weddings and newborns, whatever. And somebody's like, Hey, I have this business. That's like side. I have this business. I make baby bonnets that you can use in your photos. Can you come in and photograph them for me and for my website and for my store and blah, blah, blah. Like you can say yes. And charge commercial pricing. They don't have to be. <laughs> right. And that's where, yeah, that's the hell I'm going to die on. It's also quite, people don't really understand and even newer photographers don't understand. It's they're using your work to make money. Yes. So, it, so it's a commercial field. It's not as if you're taking them to have put up on their wall at home or a Christmas card. It is they're using that to help them. So there's usage and and all kinds you know, of things. I think yeah. that's all. I think I'll die on quite a few hills. But I think since the advent of stock photography, it's yep. really taken a whole downhill turn. But I could talk about that for right. hours. Well, yeah. but the cool part of the software. So let me just highlight a little bit about Pixello because I've been playing in it. I, 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 so it's a full service photographer's website. 
you can have galleries to deliver to your clients. There is a CRM component, so you can do all your client management right in there. Invoicing contracts, all like the businessy things. So it's all you need. Email service. Hold on. Oh. You can do emails in there as well. And this is the thing that is going to skyrocket Pixello to put it in all the photographer's hands. It's like business coaching in a box mm. for like the random yeah. questions about that are specific to the industry, not necessarily about how do I scale my business? How mm -hmm. do I do that? But like commercial pricing, for example, you're in Omaha, Nebraska, and you want to know somebody asks you for a quote and you're like, I don't know how much to price this. Click it in the box mm -hmm. and it will pop back to you on an average because they've done the work to create the database and the, all the stuff to, wow. to all that data. Super cool. How did you come about adding that component in as well? How did that so journey... So the journey, the idea of Pixello is like a merge of a few different ideas that I had. I have a similar brain to Jenny where just ideas just pop <laughs> all the time. And so to merge, I had prior to the pandemic, I'm going to do a course in teaching photographers how to price themselves. And I had done all the research and actually we're still continuing it. Oh, and Jenny, it's actually the average is less than 10% of your time is taking photographs. Mm -hmm. Less than 10 One hour, that. it's 9 to 13. <laughs> yeah, and you're good at it. Then you have, you've got it down. I'm like 20% that's too much, apparently. Yeah, 10 exactly. 10% right. double your prices. Okay. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Then just with COVID happening and realizing that there was no, no industry support. I got jealous of the hair care industry because everybody was supporting them. Mm -hmm. This is how you open your salon. This is what phase you're in. And I'm like, well, how am I going to photograph my, and also my clients aren't wearing masks. Give a, whether yeah. or not you believe we're masks. Okay. So where, is, where was the help? And you even saw it with it just, it was very unsupported. And so I'm working so much because all my software I've got this and I'm like why am I working so much I'm not even photographing anybody so combining all of those three and I've mentored photographers I was like I'm not going to do I'm not I'm actually not going to do the course on pricing I'm going to make a software that's all in one and we're going to price we're going to have it so the calculator helps people price it because no one really wants to talk about it or learn it. Let's just put in a few digits. How much do people want to make? Where do you live? How long? What type of it? And because we've done the research for three years, we have really good data that will spit out what you need to charge. Mm -hmm. there's, it's a product and service. It's very difficult to price. And even if you have an MBA or in math, mathematical sciences, you still can't figure it out. But we ended up being able to, a new photographer could go in there, put the, well, I'm a wedding photographer, I work part-time, I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. And then it'll tell them how, how much they need to charge. Mm -hmm. As well as having the coaching, because I, I'm in these groups and you have no idea who's answering these questions. And even if you do get to more of the senior photographers, you just don't know who's answering this. Like, right. I, I need to... I'm going to charge $100 for a photo shoot. Great, because mine is 85 You, No one knows. Yep. It's just sort of, oh, it's a question like, oh, my client's asking for raw files. You'll either get the no, or you'll get the charge $3 million for it. And you're like, there's no in between. There is. But and then you find out that they're a commercial client and that they needed the marketing firm needed the RAWs or that was the right. expectation. And now you're questioning if you should be giving the RAWs away because everybody tells you don't give away the RAWs. Like, right. how, yeah. my, my answer is, how can I Dropbox that to you? <laughs> right. Well, it's, you know. you want to drive right now? It's fine. 
Yeah, and it's it depends on what they're using it for. Exactly. Or do they, do they have a bad... I'm a newborn photographer. Maybe they've had a bad wedding photographer who just put presets all over their images and they hated it and they've gotten into editing. Well, why do they... They only got the last shoot. They only got the social media files. So they just think that if they get the raw files, they will get that res. But there's just a way of customer service of asking mm-hmm. like these questions. So we have the help button when you go on those boring websites Sarah no just kidding I'm going to call boring software when you go online and you're like oh I don't know how to use this I'm going to click the help button and they're more product focused we've actually taken that help center and through a lot of cool programming and definitely not on my part but made it just a product questions but also business coaching that's awesome live yeah so you'll be able to type in my client is asking for this or my client just showed up with five extra people what do I do and you have a standard answer um, and so we're going to be, we'll have every single answer to every single question because there's quite, a f- but we're going to be building a library and we'll be answering them. Might not be immediate, but like we have the standard right. immediate answers right away. But yeah, that's probably one of the things that I'm really excited about is actually giving the guidance of like experienced photographers and not just me or <laughs> Jenny or, but if people are more focused in weddings or that we have the SEO, Facebook, we have the gurus that have been in business over five years, 10 years that have sustained a pandemic and sustained Mm -hmm. the change and just gone through it. And so we're going to create a mini sort of university almost or apprentice thing, but via software. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool. Like why not? We're wanting to be more than just a software. Totally. So, yeah. And it makes me think because clients have always told me, they're like, can you please make yourself into an app so that I can just type in a question yep. and be like, what would yeah. Sarah say right now? Yeah. Well, that's like Claudia yeah. calls me her Jenny doll. Yeah. Like, I'm going to pull out my Jenny doll and think about what. Yes. <laughs> and But it always felt so overwhelming. And how, where would I even begin? Right. What would I do? How do I, how can I tailor it so specific so that you can be like, this is what I'm struggling with. And it produces the video to yes. support that yeah it's possible you we can do that yeah joe you could probably that. help build the app for you <laughs> but that's the thing right is like when you and we see it all the time right we see it in all of these business and networking groups that we're in people come in with these questions that have been answered a thousand million times and they can't use the search function for whatever reason yep but but this the accessibility of this and i think there's a, a brand trust piece in this that you're selling a service you can back it up and support it with the research. And it's not some rando whatever in a Facebook group that's answering you. Because we do. You see those wide range of responses in no matter what the industry, no matter it's what. It's too confusing. It makes it more it confusing. It does make it more confusing. And I tell people all the time, stop crowdsourcing from Facebook unless you're like, hey, right. let me crowdsource. Like, where's the best place to buy beets? I don't know. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. ask your. It's like asking your friends and your family about your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like when you think about it, I, I actually thought one of the things was, was I, I was to start my photography business. Now, I wouldn't know where to begin. Right. Whereas I started in tw- 2009. You actually go to small business association or you go and you're like, I'm going to run my numbers. Oh, and I'm going to check them against Google okay. and they seem fine. And I'm going to go from there. And now Google's ranking on people that are updating their blogs more often, yep. which I'm not. I haven't done it in three years. <laughs> because when you're at a certain level, when you're at a certain mm-hmm. level of business success, that stuff of updating a blog blah, 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 right. goes yeah. down the drain. Yeah. 
And so the people that actually have the experience and the success is not where they're pulling the information from. Exactly. Yeah. And that's actually always been the case a little bit. But I think more and more recently, I think the newer photographers are probably better at their websites and updating mm -hmm. them and knowing SEO. And so that's for me, I was um, that was I was like, wow, I wouldn't really know where to begin. And so. With the Facebook groups too, you also have a, a high percentage of people that are shy. They don't want to mm -hmm. ask the question. They don't want to know that their yep. name to be associated with a random question. So it's a little private too. So like, mm -hmm. you know, a bit a business coach on Pixello, who cares? But like they have right. a question that they need to ask. So that is such a solid well, point. Well, but that's, and that's such also why uh, Facebook, you can post anonymously in groups now. Like, I did not. Can you? Yeah. Okay. There's a feature that you can post anonymously. <laughs> like I had no idea. So you're so like because that's one of the the things that oh, they beta tested because they when they get the when they do those surveys and and they get the feedback that was one of the things so you can post anonymously in some of the groups like which is helpful like somebody who's experiencing domestic violence in a mom's group can then right. post and be like uh, hey where can or you can even ask a private question maybe you're going to buy a gift for somebody else that you know is in the group because there's fifty thousand people in the group yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like. <laughs> Oh, you're um, engaged. And you don't want your mom to know or whatever. But so. Oh, or your, or your boyfriend. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that there's an element there, right? And I think there's two things. Number one, it's the accessibility of all of the technology, like you were saying, the websites, the camera, everything is becoming easier to use. And you can basically do everything that you would need to do for a business from your phone and or your whatever mobile device you're carrying around. Mm -hmm. That's our natural first reaction instead of going to the library or phoning a friend you would be like hey let me go to google yeah so you said that it's been filled the journey has been filled with lots and lots of hurdles and for you when you're starting to de be deflated by those hurdles you tap into your why and you get back in so okay yeah. here's the group and here's how we did it what yeah. are some of those hurdles and how do you other than like tap it grinding yourself into your why what has helped you move through those and not give up? Definitely, I think the, yeah, I know the thing about it is I'm like, if no other company did this during COVID for photographers, there's not going to be anybody else that's going to do it. So I, I feel like if none of these companies like stepped up and really thought about photographers versus just collecting money from us, no one's going to do it. So I just feel like that it just has to be someone crazy like me. I don't know. Maybe I'm not crazy. It's we have a really strong team. It's the hurdles that sort of were definitely at the beginning when we were trying to raise funding. We are lucky we got a really good friends and family round, but we were looking at venture capital for a while. Yeah. And I'm not going to go there because I get too angry. Mm -hmm. uh, one day I'm going to turn around and say, so here's the reality though, right? Venture capitalists, <laughs> the reality. They, they invest in tech that is, that's going to make them money. They invest in, in like gaming tech or some other kind of that's not I think so they neat. Have a checklist yeah. of things that if you're of an age that mm. you can't live with 17 other people and um, <laughs> or live with your mom, they have an age or you didn't work for Google, you didn't work. It doesn't matter if they're 22 and they've swept the floor at Google, they've got a leg up over me. Or the best quote someone told me was, I think you should take a course in entrepreneurship. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what did I do for the last 12 years? Exactly. Well, look, Sarah, look at that. We could get venture capital funding for our businesses because we took entrepreneurship co courses. 
aren't we lucky? Yeah, no, I know. And I haven't done an MBA or anything or right. my own business, but okay, but, thanks. And but, then the other one, yeah. actually, the other one was great, actually. Um, you'll find this funny, Jenny, um, is, so, you know, I'm explaining Pixello and then he turned around and said, so have you ever run a business? And I was like, oh, I haven't run a startup. I'm a really good learner. I've got a great team. Da, da, da. He goes, no, actually a business. I've run my photography business. He goes, photographers aren't businesses. And I said, <sighs> and I really wanted to say, what are you doing here then? Like, this is yes. so helpful. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? He also later that night told his wife to get a job with yeah. a stay-at-home mother. <laughs> yes. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. wow. So I actually had to shift that. And I was like, you know what? I'm not, and I don't actually want somebody that doesn't believe photographers yes. have businesses. I don't yep. want that. And I don't God, want. We know multi six-figure and seven-figure earning photography photographers. Yeah. So you're going to tell me that's not, and I, I know one in, who's in Winston-Salem mm-hmm. or like, yeah. and it's a portrait studio. We know one here in, in Raleigh, like mm-hmm. it, 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 the mind. it blows my mind, but I also think that it, it does. But that speaks it to speaks the, to yeah. that person. Creatives don't get venture capital funding. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> well, I'm, They're not going to see a big return. <laughs> well, the thing about it is it's such a great, it's such a great need. Oh, another thing is, oh, you need to prove market fit. And I'm like, I already, like. You've already oh, done proof of concept. focus on one part of the all-in-one platform. Right. Um, right. It's an all-in-one platform? I'm not going to, like. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's a, right. Because we like, it's already been proven by all these other programs. Right. I'm just putting it in one platform. Go search it's the right. fucking Facebook group where we found, like, all the need for this. Where there's thousands upon thousands of people who are asking the same questions over and over right. again about how do I price things? Where's What's the best CRM to use? I'm starting email marketing. I need help with invoicing and contracts. These are the same questions that get asked over and over and over again. So yeah. honestly, what I'm hearing is it's about listening. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Just listen. And that's being a learner mm-hmm. and wanting to get it right versus it sounds like that guy you're talking to was a knower and just wanted to be right. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm so amazing. Yeah, no shit. He did want to. Did want to tell. He did want me to tell him all his secrets. Oh, my secret. Yes. What, what is your secrets? Why I'm like Nana. No, no. I. But anyway, I do think that there are actually there are some nice venture capital yes. people, and eventually we will probably need them. But right now, that was a very big hurdle, but we overcame it. And then, yeah, they, I'm a bit impatient, so that's more on me than anything else. Mm-hmm. I want things to get done quicker, but coding is time consuming and especially when you really want it to be done so right. it takes time but jane i know also i want everything <laughs> shiny i want this and they turn around well jane that would be like developing quickbooks or jane that'll be like developing squarespace and i was like okay jane will be doing that i was like all right but i have a great cto uh he'll co-founder actually coo cto he's very good at um sidetracking my ideas. He put right in the parking lot. I think he, he gets probably about 20 a day. I think he wrote on that 20 a day. Yeah, you. So, yeah, it's, and I think I it's funny. That. That's, because, all, that's what I took away from that is, right, yeah. an amazing team, yep. the ability to listen and be wanting to get things right. Mm-hmm. The And it sounds like trust. the ability to be more patient. And, oh, shoot, I love Trust. And trust. Did I say an amazing team? Yeah, that was the okay. way you started with, amazing team. Yeah. But it's also funny because yeah. Jane also had told me she's... Oh, resiliency. Resiliency. <laughs> like, we're working on this, but it's not ready yet. And I need it to be perfect. And then the, the eye roll from the other person yes. on the call. And then... And, 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 and um, 
And so it was, it's interesting because like she's saying I'm impatient, but like she will not release anything unless it is 110% like the vision. And we know, right, as business owners that really when we get to, when we get to what we think is not done, we're already like past 100%. And everything can be updated and upgraded and changed and things, but I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yeah. Yep. yeah. And I just, I definitely, and I think it's because if you're visual, you're just like, yes. Um, my goal is I don't want people ha having to relearn an area of the platform. Like, I don't mind if it's there and not fully done, but I don't want to be like, oh, now you can find yes. it here. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I so value that. I literally have, have all these software programs and I'm like, I didn't know you had that. Like, right. I mean, literally been using it for seven years and I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that it's plus the team, they've built it the way that they know the vision, they know where it wants to be. So things aren't exactly 100% in an area where I want it, but it's definitely still a lot better than what we have out there. But And again, it's the, what is it? Pers the pursuit of perfection or something. There's a phrase and I'm definitely not thinking it, but done is better than perfect. Or yeah, yeah, done is like better that, than perfect. You know, and I'm like, yeah, but done to a certain extent. Because you, but you can, I think it's the difference between delivering excellence versus not delivering because you're stuck in perfection. Hey, hey there, this is Sarah Madras of Sarah Madras Coaching. The mission of Sarah Madras Coaching is to build brave leaders who create courageous cultures. At SMC, our team is committed to equipping leaders, businesses, organizations, and teams with the mindset and courage skills to have really complicated conversations that you need to have but have been avoiding. Ready to work with us at Sarah Madras Coaching? Then you can check out our free Facebook group at Brave Leaders Dare to Lead. You can hire us to come in and facilitate trainings and workshops within your organization, or you can do one-on-one -on -one coaching and leadership development with me over here at sarahmadras.com. Most business leaders won't get it, but I know you will if you learn to trust your team. Trust is money. I dare you to lead. What we thought the target audience that we would get was a lot newer photographers who were like year one, year, you know, year zero that haven't used something before. And then we're like, oh gosh, we're getting all this demand from year three, year five, but I'm year 12. But then, so we had to pivot a little bit to be like, okay, we're going to have to import. We have to create this whole section, which sort of sets you back a little bit because you know, you're having to code and redo code of what you weren't expecting for that jobs in, in progress portion and stuff like that. And that was going to come later, but we pivoted. We were like, okay, we want to make sure that we can help them immediately. So let's do this. Let's focus on this versus the other thing. And so we did experience a little bit of a delay. And then you had COVID in there and you were, you know, like it's just been fun. Mm -hmm. But yeah, our team is great. I just, I, I keep looking at the progress that they make every week and I'm like, I don't know, this is going to be so good, but I just want it to be done. <laughs> yeah. yeah do fun podcasts like this whenever you're going through a like birth of a program or a service or a, a new business whatever it is like as good as your time management can be it's never going to be done on your time and so if you yeah. can accept that from the get-go and just be like willing to infuse some little bit of adaptability and flexibility as you go along I think that goes a long way I think it definitely does and I think one of the one of the team that we're working with I think the guy was like new software is birthing a baby said the exact same thing 
And we, when we reached a hiccup, I said, it's going into early labor. And they probably didn't want this because it's a guy. I was like, it's going into early labor, trying to then get the babies getting stuck in the birth canal. And then you have an emergency <laughs> C-section. And then without any anesthetic. Oh, and by the way, now the baby's in the NICU and yeah. life life's about. Yeah. And he's changing a bit dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> that just went dark. Yeah, so it did. That went and to the know, dark and you place. Know, no, and he's yeah. like, the baby's not in the NICU, Jane. It's fine. You just actually, you know, brewing it a little bit. Didn't, we didn't, you know, false labor. That's all it right. was. I was like, okay, fine. I mean, maybe the better. Oh, babies. Right. Also, anyway. Maybe a better analogy instead of birthing is like brewing a cup of, a pot of coffee, right? Like we're going to brew a full pot of coffee. <laughs> but it got stuck. Somebody didn't put it on the full pot. They turned it on to the half pot setting. So we need to kind of just crank continue, it out, crank it on, and continue yeah. on. Yeah, I was like tea. <laughs> it's like overbrewed tea. No, because it's not overbrewed. I'm drinking my tea right now. <laughs> Definitely decaf tea, as you can tell. I need decaf. Oh. <laughs> Don't need any more caffeine. So, what is one of the most fun or wacky or unexpected surprising photography experiences that you've had? Oh, there's probably so many. I will say this one's kind of funny because I actually photographed their family quite a few times and I go to their house and I pull up and I was like, oh, there's these there two little girls. They wanted the photographs. So we're just going to do the portraits of the girls, no family shots. And I was like, this will be great because just the girls, gorgeous day. In front of their house was like horses in this carriage thing. And I was like, okay, so why are the horses here? And they're like, for the photos. And I was like, I have a fear of horses. And I do, because I was chased by one um, in a field when I was younger. But I actually don't mind them from a distance. It's not as if I don't like them. It's just I'm definitely afraid of them. So I was like, okay, how do I hide that I don't like horses? Mm -hmm. So I think I did very well, but then the girls started not like, they've never been on a horse before. They never rode in a horse. Yeah. They're getting shoved on this horse, forced taking this picture of them. <laughs> and there's all this anxious energy everywhere. <laughs> no, but, I'm, but I think what was interesting about that is because I shifted. Because then I'm like, oh, is there a horse? And so I like went into, you just faked instead it. of being about me right. and my teacher, yeah. it was about them yeah. and making sure that they were happy. And yeah. I was a big faking it right then. But the pictures turned out great. <laughs> the photos were great. Amazing. I was like, don't, I think That's I added like, in, please don't surprise me with any animals that you don't let me know about, please. Well, and like, that's like, I mean, that's like session planning 101, right? Like they, like, what do you want to yeah. do for your session? I just want portraits of the little girls. And then I'm not going to tell you that I'm bringing horses. Like why yeah. as a client, I feel like that should be in the critical thinking pot. Of, <laughs> these are things of that information, need to information. know information. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> that's <Nothing>. amazing. <laughs> Like I showed up at their house and they were horses. And by the way, I'm terrified of them. <laughs> like, like, oh, we're going to do a scuba diving shoot. You know, <laughs> you just like show up. But it, most of my clients let me know prior to the shoot. All right. That one was funny. I think I texted my sister or somebody being like, it's all for me. They'll grow up. And I had the one that I knew that the animals were going to be a part of it because she had told me and I was going to her farm. So that was the first clue. But she didn't yeah. tell me that the family portrait was going to include the animals. So it was supposed well, to be think about the setup. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. yeah, it was supposed to be seven people. And it was seven people and seven animals. Oh no. 
I got it. Everyone was looking at the camera. It was a great. It was photo. a great photo. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the animals were looking at the camera. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for the goat because he was an asshole. <laughs> goat. Apples the goat. Sorry, oh, but Cassie. Apples is amazing. Apples is amazing, but he was it's a goat that thinks it's a dog, and he Lennox. was just seeing. No, Apples is great, but yeah, he was being like, an, but he kept pulling on his lead, and like he was, you know, on the road, and I was like, he's Stop. like, I'm a free range dog. I'm not. Yes. You, yeah. You see that? He was like, Psh, I'm just being me. Mm-hmm. But it worked. Funny. Even the dog popped in for one of them. He wasn't even supposed to be in the picture. Okay. He just walked in, sat down, and then walked out. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they didn't have a dog in the picture with seven animals? No, like he was like, it's their old, he's like a really old dog. And they weren't like going to force him to try and get in the picture if he didn't want to. But he saw everybody congregated. And so he walked over there and just sat down in Aww. front. And then I got a few with him and then he got up and walked away. Photography. And I don't know, if Joe, you've experienced this with video either that like, the the our industries are are ones where people will drop the most surprising bombs on you. Hey, can you come photograph my birthday party? And then you show up and it's a wedding. <laughs> oh, I know. That's one thing that we're gonna try and nix when we get going is the bad the bad Im- tricks. Let's trick the photographer. What? That oh, legit. Crazy. Legit. Mm-hmm. People because they've been coached to say. Don't say it's a wedding because they're going to overcharge oh, you. Oh, I you tell them it's a wedding. And so they book you for an anniversary party or a birthday party or some kind of event. And then yeah. this is, I've never done a wedding. That's why part of the reason I why I don't one, do weddings. Right? And one and done. Yeah. No. And I can see from the customer, you have to always try and look at everybody else's point of view, but I can see. If you're going into it and looking at boutonnieres, let's say, as an example, and they're basically that same price for a prom than a wedding, and they're like, well, just say it's for a prom, and but the prices are twice for a wedding. I can sympathize with the bride of that's the same price, but what people don't realize is wedding photographers have such, it's such, it's a very stressful day. It's, there's lots of um, things that go on that people right. don't it's, realize. Yeah versus an anniversary shoot. So I think it's just one of those things that right. we'll tackle down the road once we're sort of up and running is like trying to demystify some of those, put them in. A new one, I don't know if you've heard, you're not a wedding photographer. I'm not either, but is trying to get a boudoir shoot the day of your wedding. Instead Shut of paying up. for a boudoir shoot. Yeah, I know. What? <laughs> it kind of makes sense. I'm never going to be in this good a shape again. Let's do it all. Right. I've heard. I've heard of the stress of getting yes. As well as I mean, I'm, come on. Like, and boudoir shoots can take three, four, like hours yeah. to do. And, yeah, and I do it in five minutes while you're getting your undies on. I've seen the ones where it's like they wanted to exchange the engagement photo shoot for a boudoir shoot, and I don't do boudoir, and I don't know how to handle that. I've seen that, but right. I haven't seen doing well, boudoir. Well, all of this just sounds like people needing help saying. I'm sorry. That is outside so, the scope of our contract. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's <laughs> like what I'm going to say. Advocating for boundaries. This is, yes, this is the problem, is that people think that it's going to be fun to have a, this is why I want to change the whole language of all of us who are entrepreneurs to say, I have a business and I like in as my business, I do this because they like, oh, this will be fun or I've never taken, I'm just starting to get paid. And I, I like, they don't set the foundation. They don't have good boundaries anyway. They don't know what it means to set boundaries for a business Mm -hmm. because they don't have good boundaries in their life. Or maybe they have decent boundaries in their life, but being a business owner scares them and they don't feel like they're, they feel inadequate. They have imposter syndrome, all these things. 
And it's really hard, right? It's hard to get in that mindset. All of us have done that. I've been the $50 shoot and burn. I've been the, oh, sure, you can have all the photos because I like dogs and your dog's dying. Like, I've done that. But it doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve the industry as a whole. It doesn't I serve think at the work. end of the day, it is just something that doesn't serve you. And I think um, the one, I think you hit on something that's really important is the way that if you're a solopreneur or you work for yourself, you don't have any other employees, it's just you, is you sometimes somehow have to say, this is my business and this is my client and I'm here. I am part of my business, but I am not my, I am not my business. So you have to give yourself a one photographer said she used to, and this is actually an interesting tactic because she used to have a fake admin. It was her. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, when she played that role, yep. when she played that role, she was able to say, I'm the assistant or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so in order to get that confidence to say no. It is. Yeah. Then that's so a really I'm good tactic. I like that. that. People. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a technique that you can just easily do. Mm -hmm. And I think you'd be surprised at how your boundaries are very different when it's not your name coming from it. It's like the so. same thing. Like I can do all the copywriting and content and all the things and, and email for my clients. And when it's for me, I'm like, oh, let me find 6,000 other things to do first. Mm -hmm. oh, my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I don't need to market my business. It's fine. But it is. I think that's another really that's important point when we're talking about boundaries is like you have to practice, right? Just like in when we were getting our MSWs, we had to go stand in front of the mirror and practice our, our faces, that we, our facial expressions and go through the list so that we would know how we look to the client or all the things in supervision and you have to practice. It's the same thing. You have to understand like practice scenarios. Maybe somebody goes through the Pixello help box and they're like, I want to be prepared. So what do I do about this scenario? And then they get the answer. And so because you have to, it's a muscle, you have to build it. For sure. Confidence sure, right. and boundary building are very integral to business owning. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or once you know your numbers, I think you're very you're much more confident with um, your pricing. So it's just the awareness of it. And if you start out and you're like, I don't have any costs. I've had so many conversations. Oh, don't even. And I've listed them. And I'm like, you have. And by the way, you need to have, you need to budget for a camera in three years, a new computer in three years. I mean, I was looking, my, my, my dad is a business professor and I've done an M MBA. So I like, I'm a l much more financially in my head set up like just to be like okay mm -hmm. 300 bucks a month is going to be for my camera and computer just 350 was mm -hmm. taken off and one month I my computer died and my camera and the lens died it was seven thousand dollars just right then if not more and but I had it in the bank account didn't like spending it but I had it in my business savings account as an emergency but knowing like how much things cost will help people price it and then the boundaries is that if you're like me then like that fake admin or something but also if you have to look at what you're giving up if you're like okay I'm going to be a wedding photographer but I can't work weekends that's a bit real unrealistic right. so what where are you in your life? Are you, are you looking to change because you want time with your kids? Okay, family photography in the fall, you're probably not going to see your kid at all. So like, how can you set it up that, oh, I can do more expensive shoots or like I ended up, it took me 10 years to add a surcharge to a weekend. Why wouldn't I have done that anyway? It's 
taking time away from me, but people yep. will be like, I work during the week. And I'm like, well, so does my family work during the week. Yep. And like, I need my family time. It's just valuing yourself. But that's hard too. It's all hard. Not yep. that Pixella is going to solve everything, but we're going to try a little bit. I don't know. Awesome. Now, I've been super impressed. And I think that there's, it's definitely filling a need. And I think it's really an important conversation that it sparks. That in, in whether you're a photographer, a web designer, a coach, uh, whatever it is, like everything. Yeah. Most of us start out broke. Right. <laughs> like that's the reality. We all start out broke. But you're, you're putting your business savings right off the top. I operate at 50 percent. Like I put like immediately my operating like I don't even look at the other 50 percent that immediately gets transferred. It's an auto transfer right into business savings. I don't look at it. I don't pay any attention to it. I look at whatever my costs are and I divide it in two because everything else goes into business savings. So it, it like under and it's right. It's understanding your numbers. And I was really afraid of numbers to start. And I had to work through that and understand why I was undervaluing myself and why where the, all that stuff came from. But I think that for anyone who is going to go out on this entrepreneurial journey, even if you've been working for a corporate photography company, let's right. say you've been doing it in a company. So if you're going to go out on your own, you need to have the tools that can support you. And it's more than just whatever YouTube video you watched last. <laughs> like right. It needs and to be ongoing. Well, I think there's have these few conversations with people and they're like, well, I want to do this so it can replace Instacart or something like that. And you're like, that is, it's not going to replace Instacart. It's a business. It's going to take a while to build up your... And so it's like having those real conversations where it is, if you need side money then go be a second shooter for a wedding yeah, mm -hmm. a photographer so there's platforms there's shoot with me which is actually a newer company that you can sign up to be a second shooter then you don't have the business side yep. hassle and money yep. my intern back in 2012 she wanted to be a photographer start a business and we had these conversations and she actually ended up just being a she's like, oh this is all i it's running a business i, mm -hmm. I so she actually ended up just second shooting to get her passion out and everything yep. like that so i'm like it's not a side gig being a photographer is not a side yep. gig unless it's you're working for somebody else but if you have to build a website and you have to collect money from clients and all this stuff it's a business mm -hmm. and that's one thing yep. that, and even and people think, who say that's yeah. free like they use the free website builders they were gifted a camera they were doing all this thing time. your time is money and i yeah. love what you said of that it's not this all or nothing of oh i want to live out my passion so then i have yes. to open a business yeah. right it's not i can live out all the therapists on my team they're living out their passion they're living in their purpose and they're like i have absolutely no desire to be a business owner no thank you i'll stay here forever because mm -hmm. yeah, right. they it's the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. um, yep. I can live out my purpose and not have to have the stuff that I don't want to have to deal with. Yep. Because right. I truly believe it takes a certain, like the whole trait versus state where we're yep. born with certain traits or we're wired certain yep. ways. It takes a certain type of human and a certain trait to be an entrepreneur. Yep. You can't really be risk avoidant if you're an entrepreneur. Right. I love yeah, it. and I think it's one of those things. I think it actually translates to coaching. It translates to if you're a graphic designer, I think a lot of people, or if you look online, it's like oh, bloggers, the, oh, that you can do that part-time. I'm telling you, writing and researching yep. all those. No. Like, it's, and to monetize it. Like job, like it's a full-time <laughs> it job. Is. And just re being more transparent in, in guiding people, I feel like that's where one of, 
the person that I mentor is actually probably one of the key factors of me starting Pixello is I mentored someone and she'd come to me, she'd been doing this for four years. She'd given up a really good job. She was a teacher, a high school teacher, art teacher, where she only taught seniors. So they actually wanted to be there. And she had summers off. She had pension benefits. And she was like, I just want to spend more time with my kids, photography. And she was charging $250 a session. Oh, very expensive area. One, you're not going to make, she's 250 bucks an hour. And I was like, you're not going to make 250 bucks an hour. And even if you made that hourly, you're not going to get 40 hours a week. Yes. So you have to be able to understand it. She ended up for those four years, not spending any weekend with her kids and made zero money because she had to pay healthcare because her husband's self-employed too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, as an industry, how could we let that happen like how she's a smart woman so mm -hmm. it was just like why does that have to happen and so our goal is to really just shed light into the fact that we're not saying you can't do it she could have been a teacher and been doing photography on the side but maybe yep. building up her business yep. for a few years and maybe seeing if she liked it not just rip off like I for hate sure. it and yeah. and maybe I had one photographer that I mentored she was a NICU nurse and she was like I just don't want to do it anymore this that, and the other and I was like what let's run your numbers and we actually ran her home budget numbers too and she was like oh wow yeah my my husband's self-employed and so we added in her healthcare costs and for her to stay part-time I think it was like a shift a week would pay for all of their healthcare or something like it was crazy so she stayed doing that Oh, and by the way, in the pandemic, she had a job, so yep. it was worth it. And so she, she was like, now I don't hate my job because I know I'm getting benefits from it and I still can do photography, yep. but I'm not going to do it full time. I'm just going to do it part time. So it's just trying to give those, that guidance a little bit. And I think that our industry is definitely desperate need of it. Mm -hmm. Because again, there's no standardization. Like we're not like teachers or accountants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or actors. Well, there's also no, you can pick up a camera and exactly. be, be a photographer and put up a Facebook page yep. and you're technically could be a business. Yeah. So I don't necessarily want to be Please don't the do government that. involved in it. No, right. <laughs> you know, I don't really want that. But I think that it needs to, people need also a bit of a buyer of beware. Yeah. I've, I, you've seen, Jenny, in the last few years, definitely last five years of people being like not really investing in their business. Yep. And Oh, I've lost this wedding. I, I took the free version of uh, this software and they've deleted the files and now I've lost it. The client didn't delete, did, didn't download their files or they like, and you, now your whole wedding is gone. Yep. But you need cheaper wedding photographer. But, and that's one of the battles that we had with Pixello is they were like, do a freemium version. I said, no, that's, mm. that's not what we're going to do because mm -hmm. I don't want people cheapening out on not saving their images just because the software is free mm -hmm. i said we need to raise standards across all photographers and this is what they, we need to do how many softwares out there and crms and everything like two weeks for free and that's why the crm that i ended up choosing that i'm using transitioning is they gave you three full clients so you could work Everybody. with them start to finish yeah. as far as that was the free trial if it took you three months it would take you yeah. three months so you could really explore and dig deep in the software which i think is a different mindset yes for yeah, sure definitely a different mindset than providing something oh you have 15 you can save 1500 images to our software right that doesn't even make it yeah yeah it's, it doesn't and like what's the point and it's also caused that thing where people are doing the soft proofing to get them off their galleries and i'm like you're wasting time either just it's just the or like 
you have to choose, you have to choose, or I'm going to have to charge you 30 bucks. Yeah. I just spend the 50 bucks that a was, month. It's mm-hmm. a business. And that was one of my yeah. questions. I'm like, are these, am I going to be limited on space? Because I have nope. thousands. Yeah. That's the reason I've stayed with my gallery software is because... I have unlimited cloud storage. So I was like, am I, that was my question. Am I, (laughs) am I going to be able to have unlimited cloud storage and organize these? And, and the answer was yes. And I was like, sweet, Mm -hmm. that's exciting. And I think that it's, that's again, one of those costs you have to uh, factor in the same way that you would for a therapist needs to factor in how long they need to hold the, how long they need to hold the records for. Mm -hmm. Photographers need to know how long they need to hold, you want to hold onto the files for however long. So, yep. Anywho, we can just keep talking on and on and on about this. So, Jane, tell us how it's Pixello. So, it's P-I-C-S-E-L-O. And you're on Instagram. And We're on Instagram. And if there's photographers listening, I definitely recommend getting on the wait list because they'll be, we'll be releasing to the wait list sooner than going to the general public. And so that'll hopefully be happening mid to late April and then going live a month later. So exciting there. But Pixello.com. Mm-hmm. And then it, uh, it Team Pixello for yep. Instagram. We have all the socials, but right now we're just focusing on the software. Yep. One day we'll get, we'll just hire Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a good social media team, but <laughs> it's not like, I think they're trying to get me to do some reels and stuff. That's what, like, yeah. yeah. Come on. No, come on. My just, favorite. Yeah. My favorite was the one you posted literally, like they wanted a picture and she took a, she put her face behind the microphone yeah. and just oh, took yeah. a picture of the, and I was like, Jane, where's your face? I know, right? <laughs> but she did what they asked for. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> she was very, and the fact that she posted it was actually hysterical. Yes, because I was like, "Why are you posting?" She's like, well, that's all you gave me. It's so great. Funny. Anyway, all right, Jane, thank you so much, y'all. P- check out Pixello if you have photographer friends. Tell them about Pixello. It is yeah. well worth it. And thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a great conversation. Yes, I love thank it. you. Thank you for having me. It's been great. I All appreciate right. it. <laughs> Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you do you, boo. boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.